am so glad to be able to see your wonderful faces, some of you smiling faces behind those wonderful masks. Why don't you give yourselves a hand? Amen. You are here on our Back to Church Sunday, Back to Building Sunday in-person worship. It is amazing to note that it has been almost three months since we have been able to gather together on a Sunday. We've been only hosting online services. Can I tell you something that God is faithful, amen? God has kept us, God has sustained us, and God will continue to be with us in the coming days, amen? And so I, you know, here's the thing. I've been preaching to an empty room for a very long time. And so I'm just glad that you are here today so I can, you can preach with me, all right? I'm believing you're going to be able to preach with me today. Amen. And I'm grateful to see what the Lord is going to do in our lives today. Can I share with us today as we begin and get started? No matter what we are facing in our world, God is faithful. Amen. God is faithful. We're able to to understand that it's in his strength, it's in his power and his might, that we are able to experience healing. We are able to experience his strength today because we are his people. We are the sheep of his pasture. Amen. And so we are called to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Amen. Amen. We are called to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And so in the face of sin... In the face of pain and heartache, brokenness, can I tell you one more time that God is faithful. Amen? In times of uncertainty and confusion, Jesus Christ is the only hope for today. Amen. It's his light that brings light to our lives on a daily basis. Amen. Do you believe that the presence of God is here today? Amen. Why don't you take a moment and give God some praise. I'm grateful that we can worship together as the body of Christ. Amen. Today is our moment, our time to stand up to tyranny, to stand up against injustice. Today is the day to stand up against racism and prejudice. Amen. Amen. To closed hearts and minds and to refuse to give up to God's truth and God's mercy and God's love that is available for all. Amen. I believe God's available for all today. Amen. And regardless of where we are, our backgrounds, doesn't matter where we've come from, we serve the living God today and we worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. There's ever been a day to run into the arms of the Lord today is that day. Today is that moment to ask the Lord to transform us from the inside out, to redeem us. Today is the day to surrender all to the Lord. Amen. Amen. It's our moment to ask God, God, I desire to seek you, so help me find you. God, I pray that you place something in me, a desire to trust in you with all my heart, to lean not to my own understanding today. I believe that we serve a God who is in the restoration business. Amen. He's able to restore our faith in uncertain times. He's able to restore hope in troubling circumstances. Amen. His beacon of love, it calls the church to live our faith out in the face of perilous times. Amen? Amen? His love for us, his desire for us is to be the church, to live as the church in the face of troubling circumstances. And so, despite confusion, despite pain, despite the sorrow of this world, can I submit to us today that Jesus Christ is the answer for a hurting world. Amen? Amen. 
Jesus Christ is the one that is able to bring peace in the midst of chaos today. He's able to speak healing in the midst of hurt today. He breathes hope in uncertain times. Now is the time for the church to lean upon the everlasting arms of the Lord. Now is the moment to allow Jesus to be the one who restores our faith today. Amen. Because we serve a God who is in the restoration business. Amen. Can I get a witness today? We serve a God who is in the restoration business and he is able, amen, he's able to restore broken things. In our neighborhood, not too far down the road, you know, in the mornings when I take Jude to school, we would sometimes see this garage door open, you know, on the on one of the roads leading up to the school. And inside this garage door was this wonderful, is this wonderful Mustang, probably a 68 or 69 Mustang. It's been stripped down. It's sitting on one of those real fancy car racks. Well, uh, you can tell, first of all, that this garage is in pristine condition, right? And so you can pretty much say, man, this guy's not only clean, he's very patient. I mean, if there was a surgical unit, it would be in awe of what this garage looked like. You know, it was pretty impressive. And I remember thinking to Mad man, the person who is trying to restore this Mustang, they've got not only a lot of patience, right? A lot of time to make this a reality, but man, they have got to have a love for this because I cannot imagine the amount of energy invested into trying to restore what would have been a broken down Mustang. Amen. You know, this Mustang reminds us of our life sometimes because, hey, have you ever owned something and it was special at one point in time, but for whatever reason, it just lost its luster, lost its shine, maybe I don't know what it was. Maybe just something so bad that you thought, you know, maybe I ought to throw this thing out. Throw it in the trash. Scrap it, right? Get rid of it. Perhaps you've waited or hoped for some sort of a miraculous intervention for this thing to, you know, somehow get it restored. I don't know what it was in your life or that thing, that toy, that item. But can I tell you that as a life of a believer today, I am grateful for the power of Jesus Christ because it's in Jesus Christ that we can have a brand new beginning. We can have a fresh start in the Lord. All things can be passed away. Behold, all things can be new. Amen. I believe we serve an amazing God today and he is in the restoration business. Can you believe that with me for a moment and praise God because I believe God is able to restore someone's heart and someone's life today. Amen. Amen. I'd like to turn our attention to our focus passage found in Joel chapter 2 beginning at verse 25. Joel chapter 2 beginning at verse 25 it reads this way. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, and the crawling locust, the consuming locust, the chewing locust, my great army which I sent among you, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, who hath dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. Amen. And so for a few brief moments today, we're going to speak on this subject. Restore us, O Lord. Restore us, Lord. Amen. Can you picture just for a moment as you're reading through the 
context of this passage, there's this terrible plague of locusts that has devoured the entire land. And so God is speaking to his chosen people, the Israelites who'd rebelled against him through the prophet Joel. And he grabbed their attention with this plague of locusts. Now, when you think about locusts, I mean, these locusts are everywhere. I mean, they're in the garage. They're in the jars of, you know, we're trying to open stuff up. They're in the closets. I mean, there are locusts and locusts and locusts everywhere. And they are destructive. They're devouring everything inside. You cannot escape the locusts. These billions of insects everywhere. And there was nobody in the land that could stop their devastation. Now, some of you might be thinking, man, wow, I guess 2020 could get worse. (laughs) We could be dealing with a plague of locusts. (laughs) Thank God there's no locusts, amen? (laughs) Now, I don't know. Texas has some insects now, so I don't know. At night, it's pretty loud, right? Can I get a witness? It's pretty crazy. I'm just like, wow, thank goodness I'm in Texas, man, because we we might not have uh, locusts, but we've got something pretty loud out there as well. The prophet Joel, the prophet Joel was warning about the destruction that would come and possibly get worse if the people did not repent. If they did not choose to turn their hearts back toward the Lord. In fact, if they didn't do so, they would be destroyed forever. And now I know. The crowd's probably overjoicing over this room. <laughs> it's like, man, uh, well, that's not, that's the great, the t- most terrible news I've heard all day. You know, they're not pleased, right? They're not pleased of receiving this news. But can I tell us something in this passage? What is layered in the midst of all of these warnings is a promise. There's a promise of hope right within all of this. That's the kind of God we serve today. Amen. A God who will never leave us nor forsake us. He's not going to leave me with where he found me. Amen. I'm grateful for that today. So where God saw you, he's not willing to leave you there. Amen. He wants to restore you. He wants to heal you. He wants to move you out of your past into a brighter future in him. God is calling me to release fear, release sin, release shame today. And God always gives us a promise of restoration. Amen. Do you believe that today? Let's believe God together. I'm just going to do again. I've been able to preach to anybody. So come on now. Do you believe that we serve a God of the restoration? Amen. Praise the Lord. Maybe I struggled. Maybe I've stumbled along the way. I've lost my way. But can I tell you that God is waiting with arms wide open. He is ready to receive us. Amen. He desires to receive us into right relationship with him. This passage describes not only does he desire to accept us back, but he desires to restore that which has been lost. In times of devastation in my life, I want us to know that it is not over. Amen. The destruction is not final because God is in control and God is on our side and God is in the restoration business. Oh, I wish you would believe that with me, that we serve a God who is in the restoration business. We might be wondering how in the world could God restore something that's been destroyed? Those struggles are so deep. Preacher, that pain is so deep today. It's so painful. Can I ask the question today? 
What have the locusts consumed and destroyed in your life this year? What pains and hurts have you carried during this season of uncertainty? You see, we've all experienced disappointments, right? We've all got regrets in life. We've made mistakes, potentially neglected opportunity. Perhaps some of us today, there is some sin that is yet to be repented of toward the Lord, surrendered to God. Whatever the locusts have destroyed, God is able to restore. Amen. There's nothing that is too hard for our God today. I don't know the circumstance you find yourself in. I don't know the situation that you're facing right now, but I do know that God is the answer and God is in control. I don't know what you're feeling right now. I don't know what's going on in your family or in your career, in your life, but can I tell you that God is bigger. God is greater than the pain. God is greater than the sorrow. I'm trying to preach a message of hope today so that we understand that God is in the restoration business. Amen. Amen. And so if you are in need of hope, he can build a bridge into our circumstance and he is able to provide healing today. We don't have to look any further and look to the power of the cross. Amen. Calvary demonstrates to us the lengths that Jesus will go to redeem us from our past because of the power of Calvary, Jesus Christ has overcome death, hell, and the grave. Amen. Here's one I want us to know that restoration requires that we take an honest, hard look at our lives, examining where we are in relation to where we need to be in the Lord. Because restoration requires us to uncover what brought us to this point. We must uncover what has brought us to this point. It's easy to look around, life situations, point fingers to everything else, everybody else, right? It's easy to think that, man, had that not happened, then this wouldn't have happened. Or, man, if life were just not so stressful, if other people would just get it together, our lives would be so much better. A friend of mine shared this, and this was pretty powerful. With all the terrible, horrible things that have occurred and that we're seeing in 2020, it seems the thing we hate the most is the fact that 2020 is simply revealing what has been hidden under the surface. All right? Things such as fear, panic, greed, hatred, injustice, racism. All it is is sin, sin, and more sin, okay? We don't like it when sin gets exposed, but folks, can I tell us today that our world, it has a sin problem, okay? Our nation has a sin problem. Our communities have a sin problem. You and I, all of us today, we have a sin problem. We need Jesus Christ, amen, as the one that is able to restore us and forgive us of our sin today. We are able to turn our cast, cast our cares to him, turn our needs over to him and say, God, forgive me today. Heal me today. I surrender my all to you, amen. It's in this season of turmoil and strife Now is the time to bring those sins to God. Amen. Because they certainly are very raw and very exposed right now. So now is our opportunity 
Say, God, I repent. I'm sorry. Things that were already under the surface, things that were already there, things that have separated us from the Lord, things that separate us from one another. We all make choices every single day. Will we pursue righteousness or will we pursue sin? Simply stated, will we be on the Lord's side or will we choose to go our own way? It's our decision, right? It's not like someone can force us to follow God, right? It's, it doesn't work that way. It's our decision. And guess what? We make this decision minute by minute. We make this decision moment by moment, hour by hour, thought by thought, action by action. I believe today is our moment because we have to understand that God does not desire for anyone to perish, but that all of us would come to repentance in him. He's not going to force a relationship with him, but his hope is that we will humbly surrender to him completely. Amen. He desires to fill us to overflowing with his spirit, empowering us today to live a life as an overcomer today, to walk with him rather than walk away from him today. Amen. We may feel like we don't have the strength. It's so hard to keep on pressing on. Perhaps the enemy has this large bullseye on our back and doing whatever he can to try to stop us, halt us, or destroy us. But can I tell you something that Jesus sees you today. Jesus sees everyone here today. He sees your circumstances. He sees your troubles and your trials. He sees your pain today and he is with you and he is for you. He loves you and he desires to restore you back. Amen. He desires to restore relationship with you today because whatever the enemy has taken, whatever, whatever the locusts have eaten today, we serve a God who is in the restoration business. I believe that with all my heart today that we serve a God who desires to restore us today. Amen. Here's what I want us to know. That right here and right now, we stand at a crossroads. We stand at a crossroads. Today is the day I get to make a decision. Life will take. Every day I face Dilemmas, and I make decisions that either draw me closer to the presence of God or draw me away from his presence. And especially right now, right, we choose what will rule the day in our heart and minds, right? We choose will we live in fear today or will we live in faith? We choose if we are going to trust in God with all our hearts and lead not to our own understanding or we can decide to go things and do things in our own ability. We might be thinking that, man, the blows of 2020, it's been too difficult to survive. But can I tell us today that the scripture promises that we are able to be restored in the Lord. You can find the healing and the restoration you are seeking right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I believe that we have an amazing opportunity to experience God's power and God's grace and mercy today. We can experience his presence. We have the opportunity to rise up and be the light of Christ. We are able to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ, literally be ambassadors for Christ everywhere that we go. Now is the time to be solved 
salt. Amen. Now is the time to be light. Now is the time to make a difference as ambassadors for Jesus Christ, leading people to him every single day. Amen. Now is the time to love the world and be a, a light to our world. Show that godly compassion to the world so that they might be reconciled. They might be redeemed back into relationship with Jesus Christ. We might be overwhelmed with our struggles. Me and me, myself and I. Woe is me. The sky is falling. Look at all the things I have to do. I, I, I. Rather than think about what does it take for me to be a light in the darkness? How will I submit my attitudes to the Lord? How will I submit my heart to the Lord? Why am I in this place today? Yes, I'm here to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, but I'm also desiring to bring others into relationship with you, Lord. So let my yeas be yea and my nay be nay. God, I pray that you will shine a light in my heart today as I humbly give it over to you, surrendering my all to you. This is not about me, but it's all about you today. Amen. I believe now is the time for the church to arise. Now is the time to let our light shine. Now now is the time to lead others to Jesus Christ. I refuse to go back to the way it was. I refuse to allow coping mechanisms that got me to this place to continue. I don't want to conceal, cover up sin today. Pretend like everything's going to be all right just because it's going to be all right. But I desire to march forward. March out of self-pity. March out of pride. March out and away from self-reliance today. This is my moment. This is my crossroads. This is the defining moment for the church of the living God. This is a defining moment for all of us as Christians. This is the moment where we can focus on all the wrongs. Or this is the moment we run to the one who is right we run to Jesus Christ. We, in this place, we can live as victims. Victims of this world, victims of circumstance and society. Or this is the time we can continue to press forward and become victors in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Allow God to saturate my heart. Allow his presence to sweep over my soul. God, it's never been about me, but it's always been about you. And so today I lay my life on the altar and say, God, here am I, Lord. Do what you will. And I pray your strength in this moment. I will trust in you alone, for you alone will receive the glory in my life I will not allow anybody else or anything to receive glory today is the moment we can be restored back to our first love he can give us a brand new future a new hope in him but we must embrace the path of humility we must repent and take a hard honest look at our hearts today and decide we're going to make some changes from this point forward, I've got to decide, is this about me? God, is this about what you're trying to do in me? I know you're trying to break me, mold me, make me in your image, shape me, become more like you. So help me today. I lay my life on the altar and I present my body a living sacrifice to you. I want to walk in your divine destiny for my life. Guide me starting here. Guide me starting right now. And this occurs through repentance. Romans 12 and 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, 
to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy, pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. What's a living sacrifice? A living sacrifice declares that we die daily. That means our flesh dies daily. Our decisions, our hopes, the way we should do things, that dies daily. It means willingly giving of ourselves over to God and what God is calling us to be. It means we place our lives, our preferences on the altar today, and it stays there, period. Because here's the thing. God cannot redeem that which has not been surrendered to him. God cannot redeem what's not been surrendered to him. Taught a good bit about the principle of stewardship. If you want God's blessings in an area, you've got to put them first there, right? Amen. You want God to bless your family? Make sure Jesus is at the center of your family. You want God to bless your finances? Make sure he's at the center of your finances. Your talents, your career, he better be at the center of all of that. And you must allow him to receive the glory in and through you today. If you want God's blessings, he's got to be the center. The principle applies on a deeper level as well. The only answer to the sin problem is to fully surrender to God. Surrendering my sin is placing God First, trusting him that he has a better path for me, a better plan for me. We get to choose. We can focus on the stuff that's all around us. We can hold on to pride, self-sufficiency, and allow sin to run rampant. Or we can keep repenting, keep walking, keep trusting, keep hoping, keep believing. You see, when we read this passage here found in Joel, if we stop in the middle of the story, the only thing we see is that the locusts have devoured everything. And this land, it's a desolate place. Look around our world today. What are we facing? COVID, racism, civil unrest, violence, anger, pain. Maybe what we see right now, right? But can I tell you something? My brothers and sisters, I'm calling us to continue in our story, keep on focusing on the main thing, our relationship with Jesus Christ. Keep on believing, keep on trusting, continue in relationship with the Lord. And guess what? God will help us make it through. Amen. He will turn our situation over. He will restore the broken pieces in our heart, restore all that has been lost today. Somebody needs to hear this. That your desolate place is not your destiny. Your desolate place today doesn't have to be your destiny. Your locust-eaten fields do not have to be the end of the story. You can stand firm and stand strong in the Lord today. This week of had an old hymn on my heart. This old hymn has brought me some peace in the midst of all the turmoil going on in our world. It was written in 1834, a few years ago, by a fellow by the name of Edward Mont. His friend was very sick, and he wrote these words to bring comfort 
to the situation. The words of the song say, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, because all other ground is sinking sand. On Christ, the solid rock, we must stand today because all other ground is sinking sand. Today, we need to trust in Jesus Christ as our solid rock. Lean on him as our great restorer to bring about supernatural transformation because Jesus never gives up on us. He's never given up on you, my brother, my sister. He loves you. He desires so much more for you today. Jesus is the only answer to a hurting world. We are called to be ambassadors of a heavenly land. We're called to be salt and light. We are called to bring Jesus to the world. An outpost of heaven here on earth. That's the church. That's you. We're the slice of heaven on earth today. We're supposed to be as Christ today. What would Jesus do? How would Jesus respond? That's how the church is called to respond. That's how we are called to live. And so today I want you to know that you are the answer to a hurting world. You are the answer to a broken situation. You are the one that is able to bring restoration to this world because Jesus is able to live inside of us today. Amen. Why don't we stand right now? I want to encourage you today every wind that blows through the world you can stand strong on the solid rock of Jesus Christ you can be restored in him can I share that the restoration process can be painful it may not be as easy as you think it is at times but I will tell you this that he desires to take the broken pieces remove the broken pieces Strip some stuff down. Expose it just like that Mustang I opened up with as an illustration. Get it back down to the main thing. And he will rebuild something great. He will equip you. He will sustain you. He will help you. He will give you the strength. And he will transform you from the inside out. Amen. I believe that God's spirit is in this place. His power is so strong and God wants to minister to you. Amen. Right where you are, would you just, if you feel comfortable to do so, would you just raise your hands to God and say, God, I love you. I surrender my all to you. I give you my everything right now. Amen. Because now is the time that we're going to pray. We're going to enter into a time of prayer right now, right where we are. I believe God wants to transform some lives. God wants us to repent of our sin. God wants us to surrender today. God wants to save you, to 
deliver you, restore you. Lord, in the name of Jesus right now, you see every hand right now that's raised to you, every heart that's fixed towards you. I pray for healing. I pray for restoration. I pray, God, as we surrender our lives to you, God, I don't want to walk in the paths of this world any longer. The desires that, that I've had, I surrender that over to you. I transform, be transformed in your image today. Transform me now. Make me like you, God. Fill me to overflowing. Forgive me now, God, I pray. I surrender my life to you. I believe in you. I will trust in you with my life and with my future. Forgive us now of our sin. Forgive us now, God, I pray. Transform us from the inside out, I pray. I want to be pleasing unto you. Restore to me what the enemy has tried to destroy in me. Restore to me, God, I pray. Restore your peace. Restore your strength. God, restore your spirit to me, God, I pray. In the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus. Let's all pray right where we are. Amen. Jesus is here. Jesus is here.